Hi, good morning. I'm Dan Noon. I'm the CEO of G2 Goldfields. We're listed on the TSX Bench Exchange under the symbol GTWO and the OTCQX under the symbol GUYGF. We're an exploration company which has a discovery, a high-grade discovery in Guyana. Uh, to date, it has a combined 1.2 million ounces at about 9 grams a tonne from an initial resource in April last year. Uh, we've been drilling since then. We've made a new discovery in the Gani area, uh, so the south of Yoko main zone. We're also exploring aggressively along the 17-kilometre trend between the Yoko main zone and the Aramu district. Dan, thank you very much for the introduction. Um, good to hear that summary again. Could you just remind me of the the, the resource at the Oco main zone? 1.2 million ounces at? Uh, nine grams a tonne. Okay, so you, you know, you've, you've really focused on the high grade there. I noticed I mean, since we last spoke, your neighbours to the south, uh, Reunion Gold, have put out a, um, a, a maiden resource, and it's about 4 million ounces at just under 2 grams a tonne. So they, they've obviously kind of drilled out a a, a bulk tonnage um, resource there, excuse me. Um, um, and you're drilling, drilling Ghani down the, to the south of the Oko main zone, down towards the border with, um, uh, with Reunion. Are you, have you moved away from that high grade uh, Oko main zone? Um, are, you targeting, are you targeting a kind of a bulk tonnage resource down in the south there? Uh, not so much. Uh, basically, at the uh, Gani uh, main zone, we have a football zone, uh, which is high grade. And over the uh, main zone to date, it averages about six metres wide and 12 grams a tonne. So that's what we're focusing on drilling. Within the hanging wall there, we have on average about 25 metres going about a gram per tonne. And that's a good thing. It means you can open pit that. It means, uh, you know, your cost of mine, the high grade comes down. But our focus is still high grade. Uh, with firm believers that uh, in Greenfields districts, uh, the, the key to any uh, startup is, uh, is high grade and rapid payback and where you can keep your capex low. We, you know, we built a mine in Guyana before at Aurora and certainly that's how we focused on our second feasibility there, uh, building something we could build and focusing on uh, high grade and payback. When you talk about starting small and then, then, think, then growing up, I, 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 and, and I know that... Um, we're not at a development decision yet uh, here, but but let's just talk in kind of hypotheticals. When you think about starting small and then kind of phasing up, um, do you do you see the need to have a kind of a critical mass with that first step? I mean, um, did it have to be a certain size before you kind of will commit capital to it? Well, absolutely, and I, I think anything um, would need. You got to be north of a million ounces, which we already are. It would be north of eight grams a tonne, which we have. Uh, certainly, we've been expanding out at the Oco main zone, and now with Gaddy, uh, for sure, I think you'd be able to push past 150,000 ounces a year, which I think is probably in a greenfield situation, uh, a minimal. Uh, at that grade, it'd be make a lot of money. And so we see that as something we'd like to keep expanding upon. Like, so we have the Oco main, we could probably do 120. At Gaddy Central, uh, you can probably push between 50 and 80. And then if we keep finding more high-grade things along trend, you start to build a, a bigger initial uh, plant. But I think in reality, you want to keep that capex as low as possible and potentially beneath $150 million, I think, and, and pay it back within a year. I think that's extremely attractive to any miner. And the, 
I mean, they're, they're, those are those are quite punchy numbers. I mean, obviously, these are just targets. That these are kind of this is a wish list of what you're looking for at the moment, rather than. I mean, we don't want to get in trouble with an exchange. You, 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 you haven't you haven't defined this by any stretch of the imagination. This is this is what you this is what you would like to have. This is a nice to have. Exactly, and we see with the grave that we have with the Oco Main Zone, we put a whittle pit over that, just a rough one with no benches, whatever else. We think we're in that range of around a hundred thousand ounces a year um, that you could get out of that. So, hence you carry on. I mean, you always have to do the back of the envelope when you're exploring because. If you're not exploring for something that can be mined, well, what are you doing? So we always do that in all our, our projects. And certainly here we think we've got to the stage where, yes, this can be a mine. It can be a high-grade mine. Keep going. And as we keep having more success, obviously, that gives us more certainty. When, obviously, when you're talking about kind of bringing, a, um, when you talk about 100,000 ounces per annum, it's the, the size of your plant depends uh, very much on the grade of your ore. If you're putting one gram material through, uh, you need to have a plant that can take 10 times more material than if you're putting 10 grams ton through. Exactly. That's why we like keeping, keeping exploring for the high grade. Because, I mean, that initial capex really is determined by the size of the plant you're putting in. Except the term is the size of the road you're going to build. There's a whole number of flow-through effects that happen when you start uh, building bigger plants. So, you know, we'd like to keep the initial concept of having a high-grade small plant originally which you then expand as you keep uh, building more resources. Also with the knowledge that one day, all these deposits go underground. These greenstone hosted deposits, they'll keep going down for at least a kilometre and probably further. So you have to understand what is the end game as far as how much you can mine underground per annum. We'll decide the size of your plants. And you stockpile low-grade stuff to start with and put high-grade through. You can always put the low-grade Okay, well, I'll come back to the, the the concept of going deeper on a on a granite greenstone deposit. But um, um, before we do that, you put out some news. I think it was in late May. Um, the more re- the, the 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 latest drilling from the Garnier zone. Um, you had I think twenty seven meters at six and a half grams gold, um, and you had ten meters in another hole at around ten grams a ton gold. Um, but when I looked through the full table of the Excel spreadsheet, there were quite a lot of kind of lower grade intercepts there was kind of one gram material one and a half point eight two grams um is this this the distinction between the hanging wall and the foot wall that i'm that i need to kind of get when i look through that list of tables is, is that what i'm seeing the split between yeah to a degree so basically along the gany zone which we've drilled over 1.2 kilometers now is four distinct zones which have that higher grade uh, football area, but also a, a, uh, the hanging wall below grade into the hanging wall. And they're located where we get basically our selectors on our uh, F2 folding. So as you come through the hinges of those folds, you get uh, more fracturing and it blows out. So basically more fluid flow. So even though that shear runs at 1.2 kilometres and you always hit it, it's always got gold in it. To date, we have four zones along there, which are, are shaping up as... Um, uh, areas that could be mined and certainly have resources so those days outcrop at surface and they appear to be plunging gently to the northeast and that's what we're chasing at the moment with our drilling at Gany. you you talk about these kind of these um hinge zones within the shear these um um a, a, a plunging shoot within the um down the 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 the, the, the um the dip of the plane um obviously You've only been exploring here a relatively short period of time. It's only a few years that you've been exploring. And uh, this sounds as if it's a kind of a crucial 
uh, element is understanding the structure. So the more that you can understand the structure of this area, the better you'll be able to target your exploration. I mean, do, do you agree with that statement in general? Absolutely. And, and to that end, you just had uh, Britt Davis out on site, he's a renowned uh, structural geologist, uh, and he helped us close a few of the uh, holes we had in our model. You know, guys have been doing a great job and have been hitting good mineralization. Um, what we found with our chronology and certainly uh, with the uh, definition of a shear three or a third phase of shearing after the second phase is that we have a laced uh, development of, of gold at the end of the third deformation, which is generally straight along that third phase of shearing, straight north, south. Uh, the controls of that high-grade mineralization is at the intersection of the lineations of the second shearing phase and the third shearing phase, which does have a northeast plunge, but shallower than what we thought. So originally we thought the northeast plunge was controlled by uh, folds of the third phase of folding, and it was a bit steeper. It's actually shallower now. And then we have another phase uh, lineation plunging gently to the southeast. And so they are the two controls on the uh, exceptionally high-grade mineralization that we find at the Oco main zone. And now we're targeting Gany as well. So basically we have these uh, flat, uh, shallow dipping plunges to the northeast. We have two distinct zones where we get plus an ounce material. Then in between that, we have zones plunging gently to the southeast. And in between that whole zone, we have areas where you get you know, two to eight grams, but you don't get the spectacular grade. So that's what we're chasing now. Um, and that's been great work by Brett to help us do that. Sorry. Um, uh, I'm quite comfortable with 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 many of these terms, but even I'm getting a bit confused. So um, you've got, uh, do you say in the Ghani zone or in the Oko main zone, you've got these two kind of um, two dipping um, uh, shoots to the northeast? In, in, in the Oko main, we have that long zone, which is, funding to the northeast, but within that, we have two distinct domains of exceptional high grade, which plunged uh, probably more shallow than uh, the general trend. And that's, uh, and two of those, and then we have one fat zone uh, gently plunging to the southeast. And as we go down, uh, we'll see if we can find more of those southeast plunging zones, but we'll also trace those high grade uh, domains down to the northeast as we go deeper. It's expensive to and we like to hit the higher grade stuff. so. Uh, and we think we're definitely on that. We, we can map those or log those minimal, uh, lineations in the core. Uh, that was one of the things that Brett helped us do. And uh, so we can map from hole to hole where those lineations are going and follow that trend. And so that's quite exciting. It's uh, what we're doing at the Oco main zone at the moment. Uh, we're still doing proof of concept within the original body that we had, where we still have some big gaps of up to 80 metres. We're plugging a few holes in where we believe that high-grade uh, domain should be and then we're going to follow that down to the northeast uh, as we go deeper so that's a real focus at the Oko main zone and at Gany as well. And is that domain a, um, purely structural so is, is it a um, is there an, is there an, a kind of any geological control on that or is it within the uh, is it a kind of a, a purely the intersection between two of these shears the shear two and the shear three that are actually controlling your um, your your domain or, or do you have to keep an eye on the underlying geology to see that, that it's more favorable when you're in a certain type of geology that the the intersection gives you a better fracture pattern and therefore um fluid pathway and deposit depositional environment absolutely Merlin. so once again we still have in the Oco main zone within the uh, uh ductile carbonaceous sedibus where we have the quartz vein development which was early and then that's been fractured uh by the later deformations and when we're in that zone along that north-south trend at the Oco main zone that's where we get the uh 
the high grades. When we come out of that around the fold to the north, um, we cut across the andesites and sediments, we get the shearing, but very low grade. And we're tracing those north-south shears because we know that that's, the gold's late. So it's definitely running on those uh, third phase of shearing, tracing that to the north along shear three. And when we come back across either the magnetite-rich uh, metamorphics or the carbonaceous sediments, we believe will once again uh, be in the right domain to get the high grade. So we'll trace it up to the birdcage, and then that uh, trends off to Oko Northwest, uh, to the Northwest, which uh, we're exploring heavily at the moment. Also down at Alpris in the Gany main zone, when you come through the magnetite-rich unit, yes, you get that high, high grade of dissemination as well. And when you go into the andesites and sediments, it's it's not not good. It, the shear's there, but the mineralization is quite low. It's, it's, it's funny, um, but it's, perhaps we shouldn't have two geologists speaking to each other because really what I was trying to do in this interview was to try and get an understanding for the, the strategy of your exploration. Um, but what it seems, just in terms of kind of simplifying it, it seems that your geologists on the ground now, with the visit from Brett Davis and the, the, uh, the ongoing data that you've gathered from the rocks, it, it's almost as if you're kind of, you're building the, 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 uh, the key to the area to understand that you've got to recognize that certain conjunction of structure with geology in order to get your high-grade gold domain and then to use that as your exploration tool. Exactly. And then to the, that end, at the end of Brett's trip, we went for a drive along the whole district up through Oko Northwest, up to the Aru area, and we saw the same patterns occurring again and again. So it, he really, I mean, he stated it's a camp. It's a definitely we're seeing the same patterns uh, with our geophysics, with the um, ground mag and the VLF, which pick out the magnetic um, metavolcanics and also the carbonaceous sediments. We now believe we can uh, quickly determine where our good hosts are. Uh, we know which, obviously the directions of the shearing which brings the gold in is. So to that end, we're aggressively exploring out at OK Northwest at the moment where there's a number of new uh, mines artisanal mines operating out there and also we revisited Aramu uh, where we have a better understanding now of what's up there. So uh, basically we think and we are actively exploring aggressively on, on, on that trend. So there's three things we're doing at the moment. One is obviously uh, targeting high grade at the Oko main zone and extending it to depth uh, with, the, with the iron uh, updated resource at the end of September. Obviously at Gany we're still uh, trying to exactly figure out our where those high grade zones are and where they're going and we'll keep exploring that that's not as advanced as Oko main zone but i'd say nearly a third of our efforts at the moment are definitely on exploring the uh trend north of the Oko main zone all the way up to the army district because now like you say we think we have a blueprint of how we can go about uh finding more of these high grade bodies because this really is a greenfield stiff and um do you say you're splitting that that those three, um, the tripartite effort into one rig on each, or how many rigs have you got on site at the moment? We've got uh, three rigs running at the moment, and we'll probably get a fourth. Uh, there'll be two at the Oko main zone because we have to basically, you know, build up the resource there. Uh, one at Gany and one hitting exploration target. So that'll be intermittent. That will not be running all the time. As we generate tool targets, we build them. Yes, we tend to find that's the best way of doing it. Spec, uh, and we will, and we've got a lot of. Uh, Areas out to the northwest where we want to go and drill, but basically we're trenching at the moment and doing geophysics. We'd like to uh, specifically know exactly where we want to drill because these things can hide on you really well. 
and um sorry they can hide on you as in they, they don't it, it's hard to spot spot them at the surface yeah, exactly sometimes they're covered in sand sometimes they're just uh folded away in the outcrop you see the silt stones and the sandstones so but when we see those shears in geophysics we can see the iron rich unit or we can see the carbonaceous sediments uh lining up in the right geometries we, we can trace that uh the trend to the right areas and it reminds me, um, the, the, is that basically um, um, ground mag that you can do? You can you can walk with a magnetometer and pick up the structure? Yeah, so we do. We do ground magnetometry and we do ground VLF. And the ground mag's good because if you get a good anomalous area where it's tightly folded, you can go back and do uh, a grid rather than just one set of lines. So you really trace out those foldages, and which is where we believe are, are some of the crucial points for uh, gold deposition and you've got the you've got the equipment so you don't have to hire it in or out you've got your own equi- you, your own kit yeah we've got our own kit we have our QAQC done off site by Gawain Newfoundland and then we have our uh, geophysicist down in Florida who, who does the interpretation so it's all remote but it flows fairly well yeah good um, and you mentioned a resource in September is that a definite target are you just working on um, Oakham uh, main zone or might you be able to uh, with with uh, the wind in the right direction get a, a maiden resource on Ghania as well we want a maiden resource on Ghania as well so you know there's like you know we've been a bit distracted in the first half of this year with the gay discovery and, and hitting all the targets around uh, so we really need to get focused on drilling Oakham main zone to depth but also uh, drilling the four zones at the Ghania zone and figuring out exactly where they're going and so we'd like to see that at the end of September. Uh, it's, we've put ourselves under the pump on that one, uh, but uh, sometime around then, for sure. And uh, th- therefore, there'll be a data cutoff quite soon, I should imagine, in the next kind of um, pr- pr- probably sometime in July, there'll be a data cutoff. Uh, did we get, yeah, we'd probably like to think mid August. Um, we'll see. <laughs> like I say, we've got to get going here uh, rather quickly. We've got to, like I say, we got distracted with the discovery at Danny and then all the other targets around there, but it's, uh, we know we have to get uh, back at Oko Main Zone, but after the work with Brett, we've actually got a clearer idea of where we're going to target down plunge, and also within the uh, uh, the historic resource there. So, and as we actually drill the higher grade, we tend to get higher grade. So our graphs are performing uh, very well as standard normal curves. So actually, our top cuts are, are rising as well the more we drill into those high grade zones. So. Uh, we'd like to think that we can raise the average grade of the deposit and we'd like to think we have exceptionally high grade domains, at least two and possibly three, uh, which, you know, do lead to the economics uh, moving forward. Um, could you just explain perhaps for um, someone who's non-technical, what, as you build your database, what it means about the top cup rising and what that does to your overall resource? Well, basically, as, as you get more confidence in, statistically in your database, the uh, second... Uh, standard deviation comes in tighter, right? So basically, or it goes further out, actually. So basically, you, the, the, the top cut, where you cut your high grade, so you've got a 90 uh, gram a tonne uh, sample, you're not cutting it down to 50 grams in your, in your visual space. You may, it may start at 75 or 80. So that, that raises the average grade of your uh, mineralization. And when you put that into your resource, the average grade's higher, so you actually get more ounces as well. So, yeah, just, just more drilling. I mean, we've drilled wide space at Oco Main Zone originally, and we're doing 80 metre step outs. So, and it was a question from some people as well how do you know it's continuous? So, as we infill and get those good high grades, it gives confidence, one, geologically, and two, statistically. Yeah, reading that back to you, um, when you start off and you're drilling, uh, when you get a very high grade, 
it can be, look like a statistical outlier and therefore it can't be included into your kind of average calculations. So you have to kind of cut it from a 90 to 95, right down to a, a whatever the, the deemed top level of your, your top cut of your average data set might be, which might be 50 grams per tonne. But as you get more higher grades, it starts to become a kind of a, a statistically integral part of your data set. And so you can perhaps get away with cutting it to 75 grams. But let's let you... Let's you and I get away from just statistics because uh, <laughs> we'll we'll lose ourselves along with everybody else. Um, um, so in terms of news flow between uh, let let's say kind of um, early Q4, late Q3, end of September, early October, this when you're aiming for your um, resource to come through. Um, is it drill, 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 just drill results until then? Um, anything else on on the horizon? Uh, that's pretty much it. So it's drill, drill, drill at uh, Okomain and Gani. Hopefully uh, a discovery along the trend out to the northwest. Uh, we're, we're certainly being aggressive with that. So but definitely drill results consistently. Hopefully a new discovery or possibly two. Um, yeah, we're always looking at uh, adding land down there in, in the at, at district or you know, nearby. Uh, yeah, that may or may not happen. We don't know. We're always talking to people down there. But as of yet, it's really just drill, 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 and hopefully another couple of discoveries along trend. And uh, where are you in terms of cash? I've got $15 million in the bank. Um, you know, with uh, two rigs, we'll be about 600 a month. Uh, with the third rig, we'll get about 800. If we get the fourth rig intermittently, uh, let's call it a million dollars a month, we may get to at the top end. Okay, so pl plenty of... Uh, in t time in the in the world of junior mining, you've got plenty of runway. <laughs> um, good, um, great. Well, the, the the share price is kind of gradually responding. It's you know it's it's steady as she goes to a degree. I mean, there the, the, there is an upward trend, which is positive. Um, it doesn't feel particularly exciting out there. I mean, if you go to any of the conferences, it still seems as if. The interest is not in gold; it's in in critical minerals and in battery metals. Um, do you just shrug and carry on? Or what's your what's your philosophy? To a degree, I mean, I think we've got something which is going to be economic in, in any market. We would like to have a better market for sure. Our cost of capital would go down, um, but we still have to basically continue to uh, uh, ship the project forward, keep discovering more high grade, keep advancing at the market. We can't control, but we can control what we do, and uh, and so. We know what we need to do between now and the next 12 months, and we just keep building resource. I, I think eventually the market will turn in our direction, but we can't control it. Have you got a um, kind of an, an internal figure of your cost of discovery or, or um, cost per ounce discovered? Uh, originally on, on the first 1.2 million ounces, it was $5 an ounce. Um, obviously, as we go through the second phase with deeper drilling, it'll be more than that. I think it'll still be uh, less than $10. Um, with the new Gannett discovery, that will help a lot. Um, so that's the range. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, Dan, thank you so much. I look forward to the next update. Oh, thanks, Merlin. Good talking to you.